AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. What's going on, everyone? Welcome into the Fantasy Pros Dynasty Football Podcast. My name is Kyle Yates, and I am your host. Before I even introduce the guest for today's podcast, I do want to address the elephant in the room. For those who follow me over on Twitter, you are most likely already aware of this announcement, but for those who do not or have not been on Twitter in the past couple days, want to let you know that this will be the final episode of the Fantasy Pros Dynasty Football Podcast with me as the host and as a member of the Fantasy Pros team. Uh, This is something where a very tough decision, but if you want to know the ins and outs and the specifics for why I am exiting Fantasy Pros, you can find that over at my Twitter at KyleYNFL. However, with this being the last episode, I thought that it was extremely fitting to bring on the man that it all started with. His name is Ray Garvin. He can be found on Twitter at RayGQ. And Ray, I got to say this, man. I looked this up yesterday. A year ago yesterday was the first ever episode of the fantasy pros dynasty football podcast with you and I, where we did like an introduction to dynasty leagues, man. (laughs) So crazy. Look back a year ago and now say a year later, things look drastically different. This is the final episode with me as the host here. Wanted to make sure that I got you on. You know what? I'm, I'm so happy you invited me on for this, uh, the finale, man. Happy for you. Uh, so grateful, me personally, to be able to start this with you. Thankful uh, Fantasy Pros giving us a chance. And I'll just say, a year later, I think we were both right. Trey Lance looks like he's going to be an absolute star. And Mac Jones, he's going to be a competent quarterback in the NFL. A year later, we were both right, and I'm happy to have this show with you today, man. A lot of those divisive conversations happen over these rookie mock draft episodes that we did. So I'm excited to get into this one. Ray and I were talking before we started recording. Like, I have no idea what he thinks about some of these prospects here in the 2022 NFL draft. He has zero clue what I think about these. So this is going to be really fun. We'll try to play the value game with some of these rookie picks and start to kind of figure that out and figure out our temperature on these guys have some really good conversations here over the next 30 minutes. Before we get into that content, though, we want to remind you, 
that we have the Gabriel Davis signed jersey giveaway going on courtesy of our friends at Pristine Auction. You know how to enter this giveaway by now. You go over to youtube.com slash fantasypros, hit the subscribe button there, and then go over to fantasypros.com slash dynasty contest. Fill out the short form there, attach a screenshot of your subscription to be entered. That is all you have to do. Again, that is for a Gabriel Davis signed jersey giveaway. That contest ends here at the end of February. Also, the Super Bowl is almost here, and several sports books have amazing offers for new users. If you are itching to place down some prop bets and get involved in the action, you need to go over to bettingpros.com slash offers to check out all the great opportunities available for you to cash in on the big game. Basically, each of these offers consists of a $20 or lower bet on the Super Bowl, and if you win, then you can earn anywhere between $150 to $300, depending on the sportsbook offer you choose. All of these sportsbooks have great offers, and you can check them all out at bettingpros.com slash offers. That is bettingpros.com slash offers. All right, let's kick things off here with the rookie mock draft. This is just a one-round rookie mock. We are going into the uh, in a one QB format. We're going to look at some of these running backs, wide receivers, see if any of these quarterbacks crack the top 12 here. But, Ray, you are up with the 101. You are the guest. I will give you the 101 pick here. We're going to running back. We're going to wide receiver. Where are we going? Ah, listen, I'm so happy you gave me the 101, and I feel good about this selection. Uh, Single quarterback league, look, running back, wide receiver, I'm going with the freak Traylon Burke, 6'3", 225-pound wide receiver out of Arkansas. Speed, the athleticism, the power, the size-adjusted athleticism. I know he's going to be a first-round pick, and I'm going to bet on that opportunity. A team drafting a player. He's not a refined receiver yet, Yates. I don't know how much you've looked into him. He's not refined. I think there's a lot of areas of his game he can improve and clean up upon. But if he does that to some degree with the athleticism, the speed, the size, and the opportunity he's going to get as a first-round pick, I'm loving what you're getting out of Traylon Burks here at the one-on-one spot. Here's the thing with some of these prospects that you say, okay, they're not refined yet, right? And with Traylon Burks, that comes down to the route running. Uh, he's not a very sharp, sharp route runner in the aspect of like a Jerry Judy or someone like that, right? Coming out of college previously, he's not going to make you miss and create separation the same way that Jerry Judy does with his route running acumen. However, how he is able to compensate for that is the fact that he's 225 pounds and will most likely run in the low four fours, if not the four threes. Like this guy is just a speed demon. And one of the things that I noticed with his summer scouting when I was doing it was like, okay, he's super raw. Like they don't have him necessarily. They have him really in kind of a gadget type role. Arkansas did this past season. This season in 2021, we really saw that take a whole other step, right? He took a whole other step to his game and developed contested catch ability, right? He's not only being able to line up everywhere, get the ball in his hands and create, but then he's able to go deep downfield and be a contested catch specialist. So he reminds me a ton about uh, of AJ Brown. I think that that is a like cut and copy, cut and paste comparison there for Traylon Burks. And so this guy who you're going to be able to, I think he's going in the top 10 of the NFL draft. And yes, he does have some refinement left to do. But if he does take those steps, good night, man. Like we're talking about a top five NFL wide receiver. So I put this out on Twitter a, a while back saying when I, as soon as I finished Traylon Burks's tape evaluation, I'm taking Traylon Burks at the 101 in one quarterback dynasty rookie drafts. And it's not even close for me, man. Yeah, I, you said AJ Brown. I've made that. I've also heard if you like Debo Samuel, here's Debo Samuel, but five inches taller and right. 25 pounds heavier. So there you go. 
Absolutely. Traylon Burks there at the 101. You took my pick, my friend. So I now have to go back to the drawing board here. Uh, now I'm looking at some of the, the running backs, right? And this running back class, we talked about this a little bit last year, but I think with this running back class specifically, landing spot is going to be everything. There are some guys who have incredible talent. There are some guys who who have the potential to be fantasy football. I wouldn't necessarily say superstars in the way of like Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift coming out, those type of guys. But I do think that they have the potential to be very good for fantasy football. Landing spot is going to make all the difference in the world. So I'm going to pass on the running back position here. I'm actually going to go to the USC wide receiver pool, and I'm going to take Drake London here, 6'5", 210". This guy is a contested catch monster. However, not only does he have the contested catch ability, but he has incredible movability for his size at 210 pounds. So Drake London is a guy, this might be a little bit early, but I think that he is also going to go very high in the NFL draft. He is right up there in my top five of the, uh, of the my wide receivers so far that I've scouted. Drake London, the wide receiver out of USC here at the 102. Not happy because that's my guy. I'm not happy. That's my guy. And I listened to you and your show with Jared Wackerly, and I heard how much you adore USC wide receivers. Mm -hmm. And I'm very upset because I thought I was going to get big Dreezy Drake London later on. Not happy with you, Yates, at all. I love Drake <laughs> London. All these concerns about his separation. I'm not worried about it. Who He's cares? Fine. I, I don't care. I, this is spicy. I dislike you because you took my guy, but I love Drake London. Um, but you're leaving me the running backs, right, at 103. Yep. And I'm I'm just going to stick with my, my prospect film grades right now. It's razor thin, flip a coin. I don't care who you take. Um, for me, it's Isaiah Spiller, the running back out of Texas A&M. He's going to be, I believe, one of, if not the youngest draft-eligible prospect, period, in 2022. He's only 20 years old right now. Uh, he's got the size at 6'1", 220 pounds. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, I love his elusiveness in between the tackles. He just has so much room for growth. When I look at him versus Brees Hall, Brees Hall is amazing, but I think Brees Hall, like that's who you're getting for the next six years. The Brees yep. Hall that you see, yep. that's who he's going to be. Yep. Isaiah Spiller, in my opinion, if he can clean up some areas of his game and just grow into that, that, and I say immature, not as far as like character, but immature rushing style, mm -hmm. I think he can be an absolute fantasy monster. So for me, Isaiah Spiller, my number one running back in the class, I'm taking him at 103. Isaiah Spiller is right up there at the top of the class for me. And I really saw improvements from the summer scouting out of summer scouting. I really was not a huge fan of Isaiah Spiller. I thought that he was really well-rounded, but I didn't see necessarily one elite trait that you could really hang your hat on with Spiller this past year. Also in summer scouting, he was playing at like listed 225 pounds. He trimmed down. He's at 215, 220 now. Yeah. And I saw that translate to a little bit more explosiveness in his lower half. And so I think with Isaiah Spiller, he's going to be a guy that you step on, you know, he's going to step onto the field and he's going to be a fantasy football, uh, you know, top tier contributor. I won't necessarily, again, use that word superstar and landing spot again, will matter for a lot of these guys, but you left my RB one on the board here. And I really don't think that you're going to see this coming. I loved him coming out of summer scouting. I texted Trevor Sikama the other day. He is a fan as well. And I said, if this guy was 215 pounds, I think Kyron Williams would be a surefire second round NFL draft pick. You are talking about one of the most well-rounded prospects in this entire class. Does he have elite breakaway speed? Absolutely not. But what he does have is insane catch uh, receiving ability out of the backfield. He is one of the best, if not the best pass protector that I have evaluated 
in my entire time scouting. This guy is able to come onto the field. Coaches are going to have zero hesitation putting Kyron Williams onto the field from day one, and immediately he's going to be able to contribute. Again, landing spot is going to matter so much. I'm going to continue to pound the table for that. But Kyron Williams here at the 104, we're not talking enough about Williams in this class, and we need to. I am. I love him. He's my RB3. I have him ahead of some other guys. I love him, and I think that he's going to test a little bit better than people imagine yep. or think that he's going to do. Uh, he reminds me, I, I think he's got the skill set to be an Austin Eckler type in the NFL. Not only yep. is he the best, he is the best pass protector Great in this comparison. class at the running back possession. He's one of the most, I love how they use him in the receiving game. He can line up in the slot, can catch it out of the backfield. He's on the field in third down situations from day one. I'm with you. I love Kyron Williams. Fantastic pick, Yates. Size is going to be the only question. Yep. The only thing that people can nitpick about his game is his size. He's listed as 198. There, He looks smaller than that. So there's the potential that he checks in at like 190, 195. That's going to be an issue. But I love the Austin Eckler comparison because I wrote this in my scouting evaluation was with Kyron Williams, even if you find a coach who drafts him and they aren't confident that he can handle a significant, significant workload, you have the third down back work to be able to fall back on which you are uh, from a fantasy perspective, that's huge. When you draft Kyron Williams, especially for teams who are, or for Dan, dynasty managers who are doing their rookie drafts before the NFL draft, Kyron Williams, you're able to at least have that safety net where he's going to be a guy who is just going to soak up targets out of the backfield wherever he ends up. So Kyron Williams there at the 104, you are back up at the 105. Yep, let's make it two for two for running backs. And I'll take my number two ranked running back, Brees Hall, the running back out of Iowa State. Just dynamic rusher, three years of great production. I get it. It's it's the Big 12, but the Big 12, they've produced really good running backs in the past. And a lot of people are going to make the easy comparison to David Montgomery. I think he's a little better prospect than David Montgomery. I think he's just a rock solid running back, right? He's he's got he's got size, he can catch the ball, he's elusive enough. Uh not great breakaway home run speed. He can pop a couple, and we've seen mm -hmm. him do that. Uh, I just think you're looking at a, a plug and play, depending on where he gets drafted and when uh, a plug and play, play running back in fantasy football. I love Brees Hall uh, to get him right here. You know, if you would have taken him, my next pick would have been Kyron Williams. So honestly, those guys are my top ranked running backs, those three. So I'm happy with Brees Hall right here. Really happy with him at 105. I wonder with Hall, and this was something where I came away in my scouting evaluation as I just wrapped up his uh, tape evaluation the other day. With Hall, I wonder if we've gotten kind of bored with him, right? Because for so long with the 2022 class, we've talked about it's Brees Hall and it's Isaiah Spiller. And then, you know, you've got some of these wide receivers and Brees Hall has just been the headline name for so long. And I think with Hall, it goes back to what I was talking about with Isaiah Spiller in summer scouting. I don't think that there's one elite trait that you can point to and say, this is how he's going to, you know, be this like a superstar for fantasy football down the road. Like you said, the next six years, what you're getting with Bruce Hall is who he is right now. Landing spot is going to matter with him. If, but if he gets that workload of 250 carries with his talent level, who cares? Like he's going to be able to turn that into RB 15 RB 12 to 15 production from a fantasy perspective. So Brees Hall, I don't think is going to be someone that we have necessarily thought of or is going to be someone who we've necessarily thought of and like crowned at the top of this 2022 class. Like we, like you see right here, we're taking him at the one Oh five and we took two other running backs above him. But I still think that that doesn't mean that he's going to be a bad NFL running back. He's going to be good. He's going to need the workload to do it, but he's going to be good. Yep. 
All right. I, I am now I I am now up at the 106 here. I'm going to go back to the wide receiver well. And this guy, the injury, man, if we didn't have the injury, uh, we might have been taking him above Traylon Burks, Drake London, potentially, potentially. Jamison Williams, the wide receiver out of Alabama, is going to be my pick here at the 106. Obviously, getting injured in the national championship game there uh, sucks to see. But Jamison Williams, with these ACL injuries, I think that he's going to come back and he is going to be good to go. Uh, he's going to end up in a great spot. And he's with his breakaway speed, with his receiving ability. This is just a really well-rounded prospect. Depending on who you ask, he's going to be the wide receiver one for some people. He's going to be the wide receiver five. Uh, there's going to be split opinions here with Jamison Williams, but I do think that with his talent level, with his speed especially, he's going to be a force for fantasy football sooner rather than later. So Jamison Williams here at the 106. Without the injury, very good chance he's the wide receiver one drafted off the board. There was a lot of buzz around that game-breaking ability, game-breaking speed. Um, and he can he's much more than just a deep threat. He's a complete wide receiver. Yep. If not for the injury, he could be wide receiver one. Don't hate it. All right. You are nope. now up at the 107. Yeah, I'll go wide receiver, and I'm going to Ohio State, and I'm taking Garrett Wilson, um, Yak Monster. He's really good down the field. Uh, you know, not he doesn't have great speed. He's fast enough, I will say that. He's fast enough. I call Garrett Wilson a separation specialist. He's just very technical off of the line. He does a really good job positioning his body. His body awareness, just it may be the best of any wide receiver in this class. Like, just where he positions himself on the field to catch the football, knowing where he is in the field of play in the end zone. It's incredible, man. And he comes from Lake Travis High School, just a, a historic program down there in Austin, Texas. High school pedigree, collegiate production, and I think he's going to be a first-round pick. Really, really like Garrett Wilson. Connor Rogers of Bleacher Report and the NFL Stock Exchange podcast made this comparison and I immediately messaged him after and was like, dang it, man, I can't believe that I didn't think of this comparison beforehand, but well done. Calvin Ridley for Garrett Wilson. One of these guys who Calvin Ridley is not the like superstar burner, right? He doesn't have that game breaking speed, but the intangibles of what he brings to the position, you talk about that body awareness, that body control, Calvin Ridley brings that. And I think that Garrett Wilson is going to be that guy. My question with Garrett Wilson to you, and I'll ask this really quick before we move on. Do you think that Wilson has the potential to be a locked-in wide receiver one for an NFL offense? Or is he one of these guys who falls into the tiers of like, he's going to be a damn good number two option for an offense? I think it's more of that one. I think he's a damn good number two that if the stars align in any given season, he can finish as a wide receiver one, right? But I don't think you're locking him in as a top 12 option year after year. I think he's a damn good number two that if the stars align and they hit, he can give you wide receiver one production. All right. I am now up at the 108. I'm going to go to the running back position here again. I'm going to go with Kenneth Walker, the third, the running back out of Michigan State. Really came away impressed with Kenneth Walker. And obviously being here in Michigan, uh, you hear a ton about throughout the college football season. And I've talked about this. I cannot pay attention to the college football season as closely as I would like. Uh, if I watch college football on Saturdays, on top of everything else that I do, my wife would leave me. However, with Kenneth Walker, you hear a ton about him throughout the season and him just producing in a massive way and being able to sit down and study his tape in depth. I came away really impressed. And you talked about it with these guys, like it's a coin flip with a lot of these guys. And that really is with these top four guys, top five guys, flip a coin and any of them could be my RB one, but, and Kenneth Walker could easily be that for me. It's the size concerns. He's hovering around 200 pounds. He compared to me and with my player comps, I really try to stick 
very close to their weight, their height, and stick within that general range and how they are going to win in the NFL. Kenneth Walker, a Devin Singletary with a little bit more juice is what I came away with. So Walker, I don't think is ever going to be a guy who's going to see 250 carries. 230 carries maybe like he could hover around that 180 200 range but he's also going to be able to bring you some receiving ability out of the backfield as well that's going to have value for fantasy purposes he does have the breakaway speed not necessarily like a Travis Etienne from last year but he does have some breakaway speed where he's going to be able to take some plays to the house as well so Kenneth Walker here at the 108 as the fourth running back off the board what are your thoughts on Walker I like Walker a lot. I actually think he may be the best just pure running back, just pure rusher, just hand him the ball and let him do work. He may be the best in this class. My only concern is I, I, I we have not really seen him deployed as a pass catcher. And when I'm looking at these running backs, what distinguishes some guys, you talked about Spiller and Hall not having an elite trait. Kyron Williams does. And I know people don't like this. He's an elite pass protector and he's an elite receiver. When I look at Kenneth Walker, I think he can catch the ball. I'm I'm sure he can, but I just haven't seen it. So for me, I I do have Kyron Williams and Brees Hall and Isaiah Spiller ranked ahead of Kenneth Walker. But when you're talking about where'd you take him at the 108 spot? um, Yeah, yeah, you got to take it. He's going to be he's going to be a starting running back at some point in the NFL. All right. Back to you at the 109. I just want to say, Yates, for me, this is tear break for me. Like yep. in my in, with my ranks, it's now it's starting to get. You're, you're just shooting I was for just like thinking ahead as you were talking about Walker. Yeah. I was thinking, looking ahead at the board. I'm like, ooh, okay, all right. There's yeah, some this guys, is, but yes, definite tear this break. This is this is kind of tear break for me. So right now, another guy out of sight, out of mind. Had he played the entire season, I think there'd be conversation about this guy being the top-ranked wide receiver in this class, up there with Traylon, up there with Garrett. And I'm going with what I've I've seen early producer, George Pickens out of Georgia. I still believe he's going to be a highly drafted NFL draft pick. And I tweeted this out the other day, and the mentions went crazy. I think the the best of what Garrett Wilson provides with his contested catch ability, the yak ability, and Drake London with him being a big-body wide receiver – I think if you take just some of the skill sets those two guys have and you package them up, you get that in George Pickens, right? The the issue is we just haven't seen him play football in a year. And I know he came back towards the end of the season, but he really wasn't utilized. And I just think to myself, with how good Georgia was this year winning a national championship and their best pass catcher was a true freshman tight end, if George Pickens had played the entire season – I think there would be a lot of conversation about him being the top wide receiver off of the board. I'm going to bet on the draft capital and the talent that I've seen out of the SEC producer. I love George Pickens here at one nine. He's one of these guys who's kind of in limbo right now. Like you're, you're right. We have the questions. He didn't play much this season, did come back only what one catch, but it was a monstrous catch in, uh, in the national championship. But he's one of these guys who's just kind of in limbo. Like he's, he's there. If he shows up to the NFL scouting combine and he runs the way that I think he can, we're talking about George Pickens flying up dynasty draft boards. Like this guy, you put on a highlight reel of George Pickens and some of the catches that he makes will have you jumping out of your chair. Like this is just a really, really special talent. So I think you, you talked about the tier break. I agree with you, but in that next tier, that's right there who I think could easily make that next jump up George Pickens easily right there. So I was, uh, I was a little upset that you took him there at the one Oh nine. I had my eyes on him at the one ten, but I do think that there's another wide receiver who is right there in that territory of he's not going to be a wide receiver one for an NFL offense, 
but he's going to be a damn good wide receiver too. We're going to go back to Ohio State. We're going to go with Chris Olave. And whenever I say Chris Olave's name, I cannot hear it without thinking of, is it Gus Johnson saying Chris Olave? You know, like I can't hear that. So can't not hear that. Excuse me. So Chris Olave, if you describe him and you do not use the word smooth, you are doing it wrong. This is a guy who is going to come into the NFL and immediately just get open at will against whatever corner that he wants to. You have experience with him lining up everywhere. So he's going to be someone that you can deploy all over the formation. He has experience running an entire NFL route tree. So I think Olave is going to come in and with his skill set, I don't think that he's ever going to be a guy in the same kind of vein that you talk about Brees Hall. I don't think that Chris Olave is suddenly, suddenly going to be this guy that if he refines a few things, he's going to be a top 10 NFL wide receiver. I don't think that that's going to be the case but a high floor prospect immediately you plug him in and he's going to be an upgrade over pretty much any wide receiver too that you have on your NFL offense. So Olave, it, the landing spot's going to matter as far as his target volume and what he can do. But if he gets the targets, he's going to be a fantasy football machine. So Chris Olave here at the 110. Smooth is the word that I use to describe him. Um, he's smooth. He's a route technician. He's got speed that he could take the top off of a defense. And I do think he slides in to probably a prominent wide receiver two role in the NFL. I want to see where he lands. Like I'm seeing stuff with like Cleveland and I just, if he, I just, I, I would love for him to play. Like just think in a perfect world, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams on one side and Chris Abe on the other. I mean, right. that would be a home run spot if, you know, all of those things worked out, which that's another topic for another right. show. Um, but I like the pick of Chris Olave here. I'm going to go back to wide receiver as well. And I think, just real quick, Yates, when you're seeing these type of wide receivers here, it kind of makes you think, like, did I make a mistake taking Traylon at 101 or make a mistake taking one of those wide receivers early when you're getting players like a David Bell down here at the 111 spot? David Bell is somebody I think maybe their play style, his play style doesn't compare to Rashad Bateman, but the narrative around Bateman was really good at everything, not great at anything, and I think that's David Bell really good at every single technical aspect of playing wide receiver. But if you said, Ray, tell me what his elite trait is, I'd say nothing. I'd say there is no elite trait. He's just good at everything. Another one of these players that I think probably a top 64 pick, which gets him in the second round. Can he become, he's got the size to be an X, to be an alpha. Will he become that? I think a lot of people think Michael Thomas because they see black and gold. And it just, it's, it's easy to kind of make those sure. kind of comparisons. Can he do it? I think he's got a better chance of being a one than like a Chris Olave does, but I just, I, I think of him more as just a really good wide receiver too on an offense, but right here again, tear break at that 108, 109 spot. I'm taking the player that I like, and he's got the production profile to match David Bell. All right, so I'm up here at the 112, and there are a few different ways that I can go with this, right? Uh, there are, you know, Jahan Dotson's still on the board. I could take Dotson. I don't know what your opinion is of him. I did not come away as impressed uh, with Dotson. I think that, I mean, from a pure, like, receiving ability, it's all there. Uh, I just have some questions with athleticism. That will be, like, I am watching him closely at the NFL Scouting Combine. If he runs a lot better than I think, then he'll move back up draft boards for me. But so I could go Dotson. I could go with a John Mechie. I could go with some of these other, I mean, Christian Watson, I don't know if Dakota state is a current, like he's flying up draft board. So that could be someone that we go here. He's got the size to be a, a true, you know, X, like you mentioned, I'm going to go with a guy who I came away really impressed with in summer scouting 
have not had the chance to do my final tape evaluation on him, but that's Zamir White, the running back out of Georgia. Do not have the workload here for Zamir White to be able to say like confidently that this is going to be a guy who's going to get a massive workload in the NFL. But Georgia running backs, the long line of them, we've never had one of these guys who's just locked into a massive workload that we can really look back on and say, okay, I feel super confident projecting him to the next level, but all of them get into the NFL and they produce. So Zeus has the size where with a lot of these other guys we talked about, Kenneth Walker doesn't have size. Kyron Williams doesn't have that size. Isaiah Spiller, Brees Hall, they do, but Zeus is on another level. So I think with Zeus, here's Amir White, the running back out of Georgia. I'm getting that. And again, this could be different when I come back and, and talk about my final tape evaluation of him, but I came away really impressed in summer scouting. He's someone that I do want to bet on getting the workload in the NFL that I think that he his body can withstand. I just finished up uh, my prospect film grade for Zamir White, and I went into it thinking this guy's going to grade out really low. Don't like um like let me and let me just say this. This is this is not Ray just saying this. There are quotes from Georgia head coach Kirby Smart where he flat out said no running back at Georgia is going to get 300 plus carries. He said that. He said the, the the pitch to go to Georgia is I'm going to get you to the NFL and you're going to have a lot of tread on your tires. These are quotes from Kirby Smart, the head coach. So when people are looking at Zamir White, oh, he didn't get all the work. Nobody does in that offense. Right. Go look at Nick Chubb and DeAndre Swift when they play right. together. Zamir White, between the tackles, just r- the explosiveness, the power, the he's got it all, man. My issue, he's got stone hands and he's got the yep. double ACLs, right? He's towards yep. a tore yep. each knee but when you're when you're just looking and evaluating what he put on tape in the sec you cannot walk away from watching his run saying that's a bad running back i mean he's he's just as talented as anybody there a uh, little shocking for me but we don't know these you know we I, I didn't know how highly you had zamir white i liked him a lot more than i thought i would and he's a lot higher than i thought i would have him ranked i think that if we well i'll ask you this question if he was at iowa state and got the workload that Brees hall did and let's say you know like he stayed healthy and the acl you know whatever but if he got that workload would he be going where isaiah spiller went in this mock draft would he be going at the 103 like would we have the confidence to draft him at that point but because like you mentioned from a tape perspective it's all there the vision the contact balance the size the power it's all there minus the pass catching ability of course However, we've seen that from a fantasy perspective, Nick Chubb doesn't get targets and he's still a very, very solid fantasy football running back. Like there is the possibility for that to happen. Would Zamir White be going up at the 103 if he was in a different spot where he did get that workload? No doubt. He's got the high school pedigree. He's got the size in the I challenge anybody to just watch not his highlights, just watch his in-game runs and tell me he's not an NFL caliber rusher. He's, he's incredible, man. He just doesn't have the production. A little bit of, you know, the injury. But at running back, what are we looking in Dynasty right. Gates? Three, four right. years. If he can give right. me three years, you hit. That's good, you know? Yeah, and again, because of that, you're getting him at a discount here at the 112. And we're saying that he's got the talent level to be at the 103, the 102, maybe even the 101 if he ended up in that different school where he was given the workload. And you're getting him here at the 112. And I'm going to say this right now, like I'll predict this. I think he's going to go a lot lower than this in your standard rookie draft. Like he's going to go a lot lower than that. So you're getting that running back at a massive discount and NFL scouting departments, NFL teams, they really are not going to care a ton. The the injury will play a role in how they evaluate him, but they're not going to look at the, the carry totals that he had and be like, 
okay, he's going in the fifth round, sixth round. They're looking for, can you play football? And Zamir White can. And so I think that he's going to go a lot higher in the NFL draft than a lot of people anticipate. So right now, he is a massive discount. I wanted to get him into this first round rookie mock draft while we still can. Okay, uh, run through that. At the 101, it was Traylon Burks. At the 102, it was Drake London, the wide receiver out of USC. 103, Isaiah Spiller. 104, Kyron Williams out of Notre Dame. 105, Brees Hall, the running back out of Iowa State. Jamison Williams, the wide receiver out of Alabama at the 106. Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State at the 107. Then we got Kenneth Walker, George Pickens, and Chris Olave going at the 108, 109, and 110, respectively. And we had David Bell, the wide receiver out of Purdue, and Zamir White, the running back out of Georgia, to wrap it up. Ray, any quick takeaways? Any guys that we didn't get into here that you think probably should have? Any quick takeaways as we look back at this first round rookie mock Just draft? a couple of names that could creep their way up if they get the draft capital. Tyler Algier out of BYU, Rashad White out of Arizona State. Two guys that if they get the draft capital can move up. You touched on Jahan Dotson. And pay attention to Christian Watson, you guys. I'm telling you, I saw him at the Senior Bowl. He was the buzz there. He's got the size. He's got the speed. Uh, just pay attention to those names. But I think that the biggest takeaway, Yates, there's a tier break and then there's value later because a player like mm -hmm. Zamir White is probably going to go lower, but there's so much value with some of these guys. And again, you're just looking for a couple of years of production um, with these running backs. So uh, just pay attention to your tiers. And then after your tiers, go get your guy. Like, don't yep. don't worry about consensus. If If you've got a guy and you're like, you know what? I want Zamir White. I don't want to miss out on him. After that tier break, take, go get your guys, especially in this rookie class. The only other guy that I'll mention to keep an eye on, I have not gotten to his tape evaluation yet, but I've been hearing amazing things, is Damian Pierce out of uh, Florida, another guy who underutilized at his respective school but has all the talent to be able to be an NFL running back. So keep an eye on Damian Pierce there. The quarterback position, not a guy in here that I felt really, really compelled to get into the top 12. I'm not a huge fan of this quarterback class, man. None of these guys received a first round grade for me in my tape evaluation. So uh, Malik Willis is the guy that if you're going to bet on someone from a fantasy perspective, turning into something a year, two years, maybe even three years down the road, that could be the guy that you take a shot on here at the back end of round one, but not any of these guys that we were putting Trevor Lawrence, we were putting Trey Lance somewhere in that 108 to 112 range in our rookie mocks in one quarterback leagues last year. Not the case this year, not a guy that I felt necessarily compelled to get into that top 12. All right, that will do it for today's episode. Ray, again, so appreciative of you, man. Thank you so much for wrapping this up beautifully with a bow. I felt like this, honestly, was one of our best episodes that you and I have ever done. And we saved it for the final one. That's how it goes, man. Uh, thank you, Yates, for having me on for this episode. And again, I appreciate the opportunity to do this with you. Thank you to Fantasy Pros. And best of luck to you, buddy. We'll talk soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right, and that will do it for today's episode. For Ray Garvin, I'm Kyle Yates. And thank you for the memories. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Dynasty Football Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy Pros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. 
based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 